uh, we do have a guest uh, in the house today, and they are such a blessing to us. But before we get to them, we have uh, a young lady in the church who is, is standing up and stepping in to uh, serve our country and serve us in protecting our nation and our Constitution. And we're just so honored to be able to come alongside her today and celebrate uh, this, this uh, career choice and adventures she's doing, but also to come alongside and pray for her as she'll be going to uh, boot camp and getting all prepared for that. Is Jasmine, with the lights of my, is Jasmine here? There you come on up. We want to pray for you. Amen. Come on up here, and we're all going to just come around you and pray for you, and we're going to Everybody, if you would, just lift your uh, stand up. Let's lift our hands towards Jasmine. We just thank you for your service that you're about to come into, but we're not going to let you go by yourself. We're going to be with you, your whole church family. I want you all to get a good picture. Just take the picture of her right now in your mind that you don't uh, in any way. We're going to keep praying for her. We're going to keep, yeah, Mom, Dad, come on up. Yes. They probably need more prayer than she does. <laughs> Bless your heart. Amen. Amen. So if you would extend your hands towards Jasmine. Father God, we just want to thank you, Lord. Lord, for her willingness to serve, Lord God, in this capacity. But we know that wherever we go, you go before us. Hallelujah. And not only do you go before us, but you go with us and you go in us. So, Lord, we pray a shield of protection around her this day, God, go forward, that no plans of the enemy shall prosper, but every plan of God shall come to full fruition in and through her life. Lord God, that you would give her favor in every department, favor in her school studying, favor, Lord God, in her physical training, Lord God. I pray supernatural divine assistance every step of the way. And Lord God, as we lift mom and dad up to you, Lord, we pray that you would give them comfort of heart, Lord God, and encouragement today, Lord God, that there is no harm that she could come in, in, in face of that can take hold of her where the shield of God is around her, that she's as safe uh, there as she is safe at home because of your mighty hand of protection, Lord God. So from this moment on, God, from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, Lord God, let her coming and her going be protected by your supernatural divine divine presence and power, we pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Well, I shared Friday night, and if you were not here to hear Cal's teaching on Friday night, I encourage you to go on our website, ceicva.org, and it's free. You can just download it. You can listen to it. Uh, it's all there for you. It was Facebook Live as well, so if you go on the Christian Embassy Facebook page, you'll see the recording there as well. That teaching is life-changing. You need that. You need to take it and apply it. But the good news is you're going to get more this morning. Amen. And we're excited about that as well. Fourteen years ago, as this health crisis was being a Goliath standing in a valley, cursing the people in this nation and, and saying, in the nations of the world, saying sickness and disease, we're here to take over. We're, gonna, we're in charge now. We're going to take the finances. We're going to build our towers. We're going to build our monuments. It's all about us. 
You can manage us, and we'll take your money through the management process, but we are here, and we're going to take over these spirits of infirmity. And it was, as that cry was coming out, I was praying, and the Spirit of the Lord says, I want you to raise up a healing task force. I need some, I need some Davids that will go meet this Goliath and say, you're not going to come here, and you're not going to take our health, and you're not going to take our wealth, and you're not going to steal, just like the Philistines were doing, you're not going to do that. And uh, so I began to seek out uh, through the practical aspect and application, rather than reinventing the wheel, what is a healing task force? And I came across an article on the West Coast of, of Spokane, Washington, and John G. Lake Ministry in the healing rooms, and how Cal Pierce and his wife Michelle had left Redding, California and moved there and were redigging the wells, and they heard the same cry. And I said, man, we need to partner together. And we did. We started the healing rooms of Tidewater, Virginia here 14 years ago, and what a blessing God has done in the teaching and the ministry in and through the healing rooms all these years, and what a blessing it has been to be under the covering of the International Association of Healing Rooms and, uh, and Cal and Michelle, not only did the Tidewater Healing Rooms come out of it, there are over 3,000 healing rooms now in over 70-plus countries around the world, and they continue to grow daily. And uh, so we have a general from the West Coast that God has brought to us, a general in the faith who has, raised, has been raising up uh, admirals and raising up captains and raising up uh, lieutenants all across the, the nations of the world uh, to, to combat this Goliath and saying, you're a covenant representative of death to steal, kill, and destroy, but we're going to be a covenant representative of God. We're coming at you not with what you have, but we're coming at you with the Word of God. And let me tell you what, as David had victory, so we have victory. So without any further ado, if you would help me uh, welcome Cal Pierce to come and minister the Word of Life here today. It's yours, my man. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Wow. God is on the move. He's up to something. And I think it's us. And here's my dear wife. We are, we're an interactive ministry. So we've been married 53 years. And I have the last word. And it's, yes, ma'am, here's the mic. Okay. So I've never done this before. Uh, I hear him speak everywhere we go because I'm here in the rooms and... This morning, um, the first service, uh, it was awesome. Uh, it was so good. And since he's going to speak something else now, uh, I want to tell you, you need to uh, watch um, what this morning's uh, uh, teaching he did. It was the best. It was just really the best. And I, I never do this, so you, that means you guys got to listen to it. Wow. Thank you, dear. Hallelujah. Old man, I'll tell you what. Yeah, yeah, before she'd sit in the back, now she's sitting in the front. Hallelujah. God is up to something. And I think it's us. Amen. He's bringing revelation of things that our ear hasn't heard. And he's bringing things to us that our eye hasn't seen. He's taking us to a new place. 
you can't see new things until you go to a new place. You know, and so God is releasing new revelation in this time and season, and uh, he's getting us ready, you know, and, and, and he, he doesn't want us to focus on what the world is doing. He wants us to focus on what the kingdom is doing. That's why he says, set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. You're designed to change the things on the earth. You're not designed to have the things of the earth change you. And the problem that we've had in the church is we've had a gospel of salvation and we haven't received a gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of salvation gets you born again, gets you saved, gets you into the door of the kingdom. But that's where the kingdom begins. Otherwise, what happens is you get saved, you get born again, and you have a rapture mentality. But without the kingdom, you won't have a harvest theology. The church is supposed to be the harvesting church. It's supposed to take back what the enemy has stolen. The church is not supposed to be more impacted by what the devil has done to make them sick than what God has done to make them well. You know, and so we've been facing our enemy, but you know, God is light. And the closer you get to him, the brighter you get. The closer you get to him, the farther you are from your enemy. And God wants us to live and move and have our being in him because he's in us. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. See, when, when you get into the presence of God, and the presence of God gets in you, you don't have a God who does miracles. You have a God who is miracles. <clears throat> you don't have a God who does healing. You have a God who is healing. And when he is in you, you become him. That's why he created you in his image and likeness, so that you could be like him and act like him. Religion won't like that. Religion will tell you, who do you think you are? God? No, he's just in me. I just look like him. I'm created his image and likeness, and I've got the Spirit of God in me. I'm not God, but he is the occupation of this vessel. He occupies you in order to change the world, in order to establish and extend his kingdom on the earth as it is in heaven. So he's moving us from that, from that gospel of salvation to understanding the gospel of the kingdom so that we can establish and extend his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven and take the final harvest. I don't know about you, but I read the last chapter. We win. But there's so many Christians today who are focusing on what's going on in the world rather than what's going on in the kingdom. And that's why God says, set your eyes on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. If you set your eyes on the things above, you'll have the power to change the things that are on earth. Because where the Holy Spirit is, when he occupies you, you receive what? Power. It doesn't say you'll be a milquetoast Christian getting saved and sitting in a pew and taking a beating from the devil the rest of your life. Well, that's the spirit of stupid. Because <clears throat> my Bible tells me the devil is under your feet. He's defeated. He has no authority over you. God says, I give you all authority. So if you have all authority, how much is left? The enemy has no authority other than the authority that you give him when you embrace what he's doing. 
Okay, we've got to stop paying attention to the enemy, because if we have a full-time God, we won't even need a devil. What authority does he have over you? Is there any truth in him? None. He's the father of lies. We've got to stop empowering the lie by believing in what the enemy does than, rather than what God does. And then I see so many believers come into the heated rooms, and all they talk about is what the devil's done to mess them up. And they're not talking about what God has done to fix them up because they've only had a gospel of salvation rather than a gospel of the kingdom. They don't understand the authority and the power and the dominion that they have. So the, this message of the gospel of the kingdom is the destination of every believer. It, is, it will establish the king's kingdom on the earth. You're not born again to have a life. You're born again to have his life. And when your life is over, his life can take over. The most freed up people I've ever met in the church are people that don't have a life. They just show up with a big smile on their face, happy all the time. And religious people come up and say, what's wrong with you? Because we're not used, to, not used to having happy people in the church. Why let McDonald's serve all the happy meals? We could serve them in the church and supersize them because we've got a kingdom inside of us that's bigger than the world around us. And in that kingdom is all that the king has. And it gives us a dominion demeanor and a dominion mandate to take over the earth. The only reason the enemy is able to do what he's able to do is because God's people have allowed it. But we're going to win no matter what. I'm not worried about what's going on in the world because I know that God's will is going to be fulfilled no matter what. Because in Matthew 24, 14, he says, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached into every nation as a testimony of Jesus. Then the end will come. Until that happens, the end is not going to come. And the gospel of salvation isn't going to bring it, it's the gospel of the kingdom that will establish it. And the testimony will be signs and wonders and miracles coming into the nations, into a dark place, lighting up the darkness with the light of Jesus, as signs and wonders and miracles will follow after you who believe. You don't need to get a hold of signs and wonders, signs and wonders need to get a hold of you. So you become a sign and a wonder because you're the light of the world and everywhere you go, you will illuminate signs and wonders and miracles and overcome the darkness. Why? Because greater is he that's in you than he that's coming against you. Wow, it only took us 2,000 years to understand this. God didn't create man for religion. He created man for relationship. <clears throat> He created us for relationship, not religion. It was never his plan to have religion. Though so we've got this mindset that we're going to enter into heaven, there's going to be this giant rotunda with all these doors. One will say Baptist, one will say Methodist, one will say Catholic, and we pick our door. I don't think so. That was never God's plan. He wants us to dwell in unity. Because one puts a thousand to flight, two ten thousand. 
God's about to release an army onto the earth that man has never seen. An army that will move heaven like heaven's never been moved before. Because they got a truth, and that truth will make them free. And they will no longer take what the enemy does to mess them up. My goodness, we ought to get, just get healed, get restored, and get rid of all the stuff. I almost said it. Whew, that was close. We've got to get rid of all the stuff. What, I mean, why are we having trouble getting rid of what we don't want? Why is it so easy to get sick and messed up and so hard to get fixed up? Yeah, why is it so easy? You've got resurrection power residing in you. You've got the Holy Ghost. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is there to tell you the truth. And he says, when you know that truth, that truth will make you free. It'll make you free from everything. Poverty, sickness, and death. It makes you free from what's come out of the enemy's camp because you'll have what comes from God's camp. And it'll make you free from sickness and all the trauma. I just said in the early service, it amazes me. We had a lady that come to our heated rooms and she said, well, my father abused me. He abused me 30 years ago. I said, well, where is he now? Well, he died 20 years ago. Well, then I said, who's abusing you now? Who's abusing you now? You're abusing yourself because you're carrying. See, you're living in someone else's belief system. You're living in the belief system of the devil rather than the belief system of God. Because when the Holy Spirit comes, he liberates you from that. Because he's your healer, he's your restorer. Stop embracing what the enemy has done. He has no truth in him. He's the father of lies. And you have truth in you. And that's the word of God. And in the beginning was the word, it says in John 1. And the word was with God, and the word was God. And then the word became flesh. The word was manifested into a body, Jesus. And what did Jesus do? He was writing a book. And the book would be called the Word of God. Wow, that's why it's alive. That's why it's living and active. That's why it heals you. That's why it restores you. That's why it sets you free. Because it's alive. It's living and active. Sharper than a two-edged sword can judge the very thoughts of a man or a woman. It's alive. And when you get inside you, it transforms you into his image and likeness and makes you exactly like him so that you are his body. And when he comes, he's coming for a bride that will look like him because you got the word of God in you and it's transformed you into his image. And when he comes, he's coming for a, a bride who's without spot or wrinkle, a bride that's established the king's kingdom on the earth as it is in heaven. He's not coming to, to claim religion. He's coming to claim the revelation of who he is in his bride. You are, you are the word of God. You are the word of God. Get it inside of you, and that truth will make you free. It'll give you an armor of God that will extinguish all the fiery darts of the enemy. Not some of them. I'm sick and tired of a gospel of salvation that keeps the kingdom away from God's people. I'm sick and tired of seeing men and women in the kingdom getting sick and dying before their time. I'm tired of that. 
And I want to bring a kingdom that will set the bride of Christ free. That will give us a revolution, a revelation of who, not who we are in Him, but who He is in us. We're His image and likeness. We've got to begin to be transformed into that and get this gospel of the kingdom inside of us. That's why it says in Matthew 6:10, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You are the kingdom of God on the earth. The word of God inside of you, the difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is what's inside of you. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. It's the Spirit of God inside of you. You are the kingdom of God. You're the power source of heaven to arrive on earth. Without God, we cannot, but without us, he will not. You are the legal access for heaven to arrive on earth. Because if this program was up to God, I would assure you, it would already been fixed by now. The only reason it isn't fixed by now, it's up to you and I. And we need to have this kingdom authority. We've got to eject and reject every bit of the lie out of our life. Every bit of poverty, sickness, and death. Every trauma the enemy's trying to bring against us. And we need to become illuminated. To know a truth and live in the freedom of that truth. And the enemy won't be able to touch you. Because he will measure you by how you see yourself. How do you see yourself? When he looks at you, he needs to see Jesus. Not a person impacted by what the enemy has done. But a person that's completely impacted by what God does. A person who thinks with the mind of Christ who no longer thinks according to the world's order of things, but thinks according to God's order of things. A kingdom person. Wow. i got to get it all in here real quick because our flight is at 2.58. <laughs> Hallelujah. Of course, maybe if we get it going good enough, we'll just fly home from here. <laughs> it's called Translation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're coming into a new season. A new season where this flesh will no longer hold us back. Where we become so supernatural, nothing stops us. Hallelujah. Oh, a good attitude to give you a lot of latitude in the kingdom of God. John 8, 35 talks about the slave doesn't remain into the house of the king, but the son and the daughter remain. We've got to move from that slavery mindset, that gospel of salvation that causes us to be a slave or a servant of the king, to the gospel of the kingdom that causes us to be a son and the daughter who rule with the king. Because the son and the daughter have an inheritance, and that inheritance doesn't come from the slave or the servant. The servant's reward is based on what they do, not what the king does. And with that gospel of salvation only, you have people in the house of God doing all kinds of stuff, trying to earn their way along, and it ain't working right. And they're wondering, how come the king hasn't healed me? How come I don't have my prosperity? How come I don't have this thing? How come I don't have that thing? They're constantly talking about, well, he gives us the keys to the kingdom, and I can't access the kingdom. And that's what it does. And then you're constantly trying to get a hold of the king. But that, but that servant or slave mentality 
will keep you away from the king's reward. He doesn't give you the keys to the kingdom. The keys are not for access. He says he gives you the keys of the kingdom. You're not outside. You're inside the king's house, and you have an inheritance because you're the son and the daughter of a king, and he's given you a promise, a word of God that's truth that will make you free no matter what because when he says the truth is you're healed, that will trump any lie that you're sick. The truth is you have the prosperity of Abraham because Jesus purchased it on the cross and you are prosperous. You cannot help but be prosperous. You cannot help but to be healed and restored because the king lives inside of you. You've got resurrection power residing inside of you. The key is not in your hand. It's in your mouth because whatsoever you loose on earth will be loose from heaven. Whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound from heaven. What you do here will determine what comes out of there because you are the righteousness of Christ. You are the vessel that God is going to establish his kingdom on the earth through. Hallelujah. we got to be careful. We can get excited. Whew, look out. There's an army arising. An army arising. An army that will not take what the enemy has given them. An army that's sick and tired of being sick and tired. An army that's going to move in resurrection power because they've got it residing inside of them. They don't have to receive it. They've already got it. They've got it. They're a kingdom army about to take a city back for Jesus. An army of warriors who are bred to fight. God's going to release air traffic controllers who will begin to decree combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words and they will decree over a city and put a net over a city and the enemy cannot function any longer in that city. These are men and women who I call air traffic controllers controlling the airway with Yahweh. Hallelujah. Establishing the king's kingdom on the earth as it is in heaven. Because the same God that created the earth is inside of them. Hello? Oh, how did we get so messed up? We didn't want it in the first place. Whoo, look out. Ephesians 2, 5 and 6. Even when you were dead in your transgressions, he made us alive together with Christ and raised us up with him and seated with him and we're seated with him in heavenly places. He's our head. We're his body. We're the body of Jesus. The government that was on his shoulders is now on our shoulders. We have all authority over all the power of the enemy. We are designed to take back what the enemy has stolen and to redeem cities back to Jesus. Coming to that place where the power of God will reside on believers so powerfully they won't even have to lead the lost to Christ. The, the, they, the, the lost will come into their presence and get born again and receive resurrection power. They can't wait to get saved. We've come to that place where the devil's starting to work for the church because he's making them so miserable they can't wait to get saved. Ooh, look out. We've been raised together. You're seated in heavenly places because you're the body of Jesus. 
You're not a body that the enemy has authority over. You're not a body that he has a right to put trauma inside of, to put sickness inside of. That's that old gospel. That ain't going to work in the future. There's a new measure coming, a new wine being poured out, and God wants to rework the wineskin. Get ready to have your wineskin reworked. Hallelujah. Because the new wine is coming, and that new wine of revelation is going to bring transformation into you and I so that there will be a demonstration of God's power as there's transformation taking place. But the humble will inherit the land, it says. Psalms 37.11, Ephesians 1.11, we have received inheritance, having been predestined according to his purpose. You are predestined according to the purpose of God. You have an inheritance. And that inheritance is all the provision of the king that he's given you. It's his promise for you. If his promise is for you, don't you think you should have it? God didn't write this book because he wanted something to read. He wrote this book so you could have something to read, to, to know about the Word of God, the promise of God, the truth that will make you free. That you can live in that freedom. God is sovereign. He is a sovereign God, but He's also a covenant God. And He will not break that covenant. He will not break that covenant. He will work through you. He will work through you to bring his kingdom to you. It's, the kingdom of God is not something to be dammed up in a believer like a lake. It's a river of life that's to flow through you into the earth. The kingdom is not designed for the church. It's designed for the city. We've got to understand that. Sunday needs to be the equipping place, not the fixing place. We've got to come to that place where we get restored where we get healed and start walking in health. The entire healing movement, as I said here before, pointed to what, one thing, a body that isn't sick. A healthy body. It's the body of Jesus that wasn't designed to have anything of the enemy in it. Because the truth, the knowing of truth, will make that body free. See, the lie is, you're sick. And I don't care what kind of facts go with that. You could say the fact is I'm sick, but the truth that you're healed is greater than any fact that you're sick. Truth will always trump facts because truth created facts in the beginning. God who is truth created the world and everything in it. So the world, the natural realm, is the spirit realm seen. And we need to understand that. And you're designed to reorder that. When you become a new creation, it says, old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. It says those new things are from God. And those things are the things of the kingdom of God that come inside of you and give you power and authority over all seen things. That's, you couldn't bring the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven unless you understand that. That you are designed by God to change the natural realm to establish his kingdom and have it overlay what the enemy has done on the earth. So there's a collision of two kingdoms, and the kingdom that you bring will restore the kingdom of the enemy, because greater is he that's in you 
than he that's coming against you. God cannot do anything on the earth without the cooperation of a human. Okay? Because he's your head, you're his body, the government is now on your shoulders. It's your and my responsibility. And we have to come to that place where we're no longer the ones needing fixed, but we have the authority to fix those who need it. And we're to bring them into the kingdom. Hallelujah. It is fun to live in the kingdom. God calls you an ambassador. Okay, Luke twenty-two, twenty-three. I confer on you a kingdom, just as my father's conferred one on me. Second Corinthians two, five twenty. You're therefore an ambassador of Christ. Notice you're an ambassador because you represent another realm. And every ambassador has something called diplomatic immunity. In other words, you're not subject to the law of sin and death in the kingdom you're sent into. You're subject to the law of life and liberty from the kingdom you're sent from. Because you have authority. You represent another realm on the earth. And we have to stop taking what the enemy has. We're not subject to the kingdom here. We're subject to the kingdom there because we're an ambassador from another realm. The government rests on his shoulders. That's Isaiah 9.6. Therefore, there will be no end to the increase of his kingdom. No end to the increase of his kingdom. So we're in that increase, that season of increase. For the kingdom of God does not consist in word, but it consists in power. He sent his word with power and healed them. That truth heals us. That truth makes us free. So, today, if you're here today and you have an issue in your life, I don't care if it's emotional trauma, whatever it is, or physical trauma. The lie is, you have trauma, the lie is you're sick. Jesus said, the devil is the father of lies. And the lie is called vanity because it's empty, because Jesus said there's no truth in the enemy. But the truth is, you're healed. And that truth is greater than the lie. And when you know that truth, it won't set you free. See, you can be in, in prison, be set free, and not live in freedom. It says the truth will make you free. No matter where you live, you'll live in freedom if you get the truth inside of you. The truth will demonstrate its power because it's his will for you. It's not his will. Jesus came to destroy the work of the enemy. He didn't come so that we could experience the work of the enemy. And he gives us the armor of God that extinguishes some, all. See, I think the most revelatory word in this coming season is going to be the word all. Because God is saying, what part of all are you having trouble with? You have the armor of God, a truth that makes you free, that causes you to extinguish all the fiery darts of the enemy, not some of them. It's taken a lot of time to get messed up. It might take a little time to get fixed up. We've got to get this revelation inside of us. We've got to learn the Holy Spirit is inside of you for a reason, to lead you into all truth, to give you the revelation of who Jesus is in you, and the power and the authority and the dominion that you have. Walk with the Holy Spirit. Listen to him. 
if I can encourage you with anything, listen to the Holy Spirit. He's your teacher. He will reveal this truth to you that you can move into it. Because he's got a gospel of the kingdom that's inside of you. Righteousness, apostolic alignment, peace as you have your eyes stayed upon him. Joy, the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's in the Holy Spirit. He's inside of you to establish the kingdom on your behalf. On the behalf of your children, your family, your work, everywhere you go, you need to be a kingdom person. You need to be the light of the world. You need to illuminate that. You've got to go into every situation and every place knowing that you're the carrier of the light. You are the answer the dark world is looking for. You've got to walk as the answer, not walk as the problem. Hallelujah. Become the answer and, and act that way. So if you've got something you need healing for, no matter what it is, the truth is you're healed. The lie is you're sick. And that lie has no truth in it. All you need to do is know that truth, and that truth will make you free. So if you're here today, I want you to just put your stand. You can stand up. Everybody needs to stand up. I think all, 100% of us need to stand up. It's not where we've been, it's where we're going. Doesn't matter what we've been through. What matters, it's time to come out. Because <clears throat> God's doing a new thing on the earth. He's doing a new thing. I want you to put your hand on your head. Holy Spirit, repeat after me. Holy Spirit. Release the mind of Christ to me, that I would know the very thoughts of God, because you said you know the very thoughts of God, and, I'm in, and you're in me, that I might know God's will for me, and that will is to know truth, and that truth will make me free. So today, Lord, I am who I am. Because the great I am says I am, and I am healed. That's the truth. And every sickness is gone. And I'm not buying into that any longer. And that old-time gospel ain't going to cut it no more. Because I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. I'm covered by the blood of the Lamb. And no weapon formed against me can prosper. Because I am the glory of God. He is in me. I'm a warrior. And I'm bred to fight. And no longer am I going to take what the devil has. Because he's under my feet. Because I have all authority. And I thank you, Jesus. I'm the manifestation of what you purchased on the cross. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give him a shout. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Right and rejoice in your healing. Rejoice in your freedom. Rejoice in the blessing of the Lord. Come on, let us lift up a voice of praise. A praise that knows what God has said is real. That what God has done is done. That what God has promised is fulfilled. Come on, a praise that appreciates the goodness of the King and his kingdom power and his kingdom presence and his kingdom rule. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on.
Oh, we can go beyond 10 seconds of praise. He's worthy of more than that. Come on, lift up your voices. Hallelujah. Begin to thank him. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you for my deliverance. I thank you for my healing. I thank you for my empowerment. I thank you for promotion. I thank you, Lord. You're bringing my family together. I thank you, Lord. You're delivering the bondage. I thank you, Lord. Come on, praise him and thank him and give him glory. Hallelujah. For he is worthy. Yes, he is worthy of all praise and all glory and all honor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. What a good, good God we serve. Before you're seated, just look at somebody and say, I got it. Claim it even if you didn't. Say, I got it. I got it. Hallelujah. Would you be seated for just a few more moments? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. We're going to give you an opportunity now to participate in the advancement of the kingdom of God in this message around the world. I remember years ago when I traveled and evangelized, I uh, was asked by many churches, what do you charge to come? And I said, really? And they said, oh yeah, people charge. They have a set fee and this and that. No, we just need to know whether we can afford you. And I, I thought maybe I just didn't know anything being this little dumb farm boy, you know, didn't know anything, ignorant of all those things. So I went to the Lord and said, God, what am I supposed to charge? He said, what did I charge you? So I called him back and I said, I, I've talked to the Lord and I, I'm, it's paid, paid in full. You guys want to be a part of what we're doing? And oh, I said, you can, you can bless, but I'm not charging anything. And that's how I ministered all those years. And let me tell you what, when uh, it's one thing I looked in bringing other guest speakers in and I'd get their package in and it's uh, all that. And I'm not saying it's wrong. It just, it just wasn't how my experience has been. And I understand why they do it because I used to have to pay to go preach. One time I remember this one church, they said, come and you take care of all your expenses, keep your receipts and you take care of your hotel, you take care of your flight, you take care of everything, and then just turn them in, and we'll do that in a love offering. So at the end of the revival, I turned them all in, and here's the receipts, and they said, okay, treasure's not here today, we'll mail you a check. And that was 30 years ago, and I still haven't got that check. <laughs> but the Lord took care of me. He took care of me. But I understand why folks do that. But one thing I love about this ministry, the healing rooms and uh, what uh, Cal and Michelle are doing is they don't charge anything. And I appreciate that so much. And I pray because they're not, I want to do even more. Because they're, they're, they're not teaching us to live by faith. They're living by faith as well. And that speaks volumes to me. So we get to participate in investing and pouring into this ministry that's going to leave here and continue to go and give oversight and leadership to these 300,000 these 3,000 plus healing rooms these 70 plus nations that's continuing to exponentially grow it's just going to go more and more and more so we're going to give you an opportunity to give so if you want to write a check you can write it to CEIC the ushers already have a, 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 a deposit bag set just aside for this offering. You don't even have to write memo healing conference. You can, but 100% of this is going to the Pierce's and helping them continue to do what God's called them to do. 
And uh, so you could just write that out, CEIC or Christian Embassy, or if you, you, you want to use one of the credit card or debit card uh, envelopes in the pew there or the chair there, you can do that as well. We want to bless this couple. They also have some products out there. I mean, life-changing, transformation products out there, books and teachings, and as well as uh, Garden's Best. Uh, uh, it's a, uh, They pull together a product that is for will supplement your health, uh, helping build the body up, strengthen the body physically, because we can get our healing and thank God for it, but we have to be a good steward of this body as well. And I've used the analogy, if you took a hammer and beat your thumb, yes, you can come and get it prayed for and healed. But if you go right back out and take the hammer and hit the thumb again, don't say God didn't heal you. Say you were a bad steward or you're not good with a hammer. Maybe you need to change professions and go with something else. And that's how we do sometimes with these temples that God has given us, these bodies, is we do things to them to damage them. And we've not been a good steward of that. And we need to be a good steward of that because uh, we need to use them as long as God has given us. And we want to be healthy in doing that. And we don't want to be contributing to the destruction of it. So there's some teaching and some materials. And if you have any questions, you'll probably have to do it quickly, though, because we're going to have to get them to the airport. I think Michelle's already out there. Uh, so you can visit her. But don't hold her in long conversation. Uh, grab whatever information you need from her because we got to get them to the airport. Uh, I know Philip was translated. Uh, maybe you guys will do that. We'll just keep you a little longer and just let you translate from here to Spokane. There will be no delays and no layovers. That would be a whole lot better travel, I can promise you. Uh, but but uh, So let's have our ushers come, and we're going to give you an opportunity to give now. Yes, they're ready. Praise God. Come on, put your hands together. God loves a cheerful giver. We're not giving by no one's twisting our arm. We're giving out of a free will where we want to just bless this ministry and sow into it as well. Father, we thank you for this opportunity that we can come and give now, Lord God, and see that we can sow into your kingdom that as it goes and produces fruit, that you in your books that you're recording in heaven over our life, you will put down even into our account that we were a part of this worldwide ministry as we've given into it today. Lord, greater than that is to know that the lives that are going to be transformed and changed in the name of Jesus all around the world. So, Lord God, we just pray for their safe flight home, Lord. And we just pray, God, for as we give, that you would take and multiply and use this for the advancement of your kingdom in a mighty, mighty way. As we pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen.